As the world staggers along under the weight of the coronavirus, the nations described in Ezekiel 38 are moving into their pre-assigned positions and cementing their forecast alliances. The move to international war footings after decades of chasing the shadows of Al-Qaeda and ISIS is becoming apparent. The scriptures predict such a move in Joel chapter 3, verses 9 to 11, where we read, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up and beat their plowshares into swords and their pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble yourselves and come, all you nations, and gather yourselves together round about. Well, the prophets have long foretold of the position that individual nations will take. Russia and Iran are to form not just a political, but a military alliance. We read in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 2, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. RV has it, Gog in the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, or Iran, Ethiopia and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Well, this week saw the cementing of the military alliance between Russia and Iran. The Times of Israel reported the joint position of Russia, Iran, and Syria over the U.S. strike on the Iranian-backed Syrian militias. We read, Syria and Iran on Friday condemned a deadly U.S. airstrike on Iranian-backed militias with Damascus calling it a bad sign from the new Biden administration and Tehran saying it would further destabilize the region. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the F-15E Eagle strike dropped seven precision-guided munitions Thursday on facilities in eastern Syria used by the militias believed to be behind the spate of rocket attacks on U.S. troops in Iraq. Syria condemned the strike as cowardly American aggression. It is a bad sign regarding the policies of the new U.S. administration which should adhere to international norms, the foreign ministry said. The Iranian foreign ministry strongly condemned what it called illegal attacks that are clear violations of human rights and international law. The foreign ministry spokesman said the strikes by the new U.S. administration would lead to intensifying military conflicts and further destabilize the region. Syria's ally Russia also condemned the attack, with Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov questioning the Biden administration's plan in Syria. It's very important for us to understand the United States strategic line on the ground, Lavrov said. Well, the Voice of America reported joint naval exercises between Russia and Iran in the Indian Ocean. Iran and Russia, we read, have embarked on a joint naval drill in the northern part of the Indian Ocean that they say has been designed to enhance security of the maritime trade in the region, Iranian state media reported. State television said on February 16th that the exercise dubbed Maritime Security Belt will cover an area of around 17,000 square kilometers and include units from the Iranian Navy, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and the Russian Navy. Tehran has been seeking to step up military cooperation with Beijing and Moscow at, with, amid tensions with the United States. Interestingly, India declined to participate in the exercises, as Turkey's Ando Agency reported. 
The Indian Navy, in a statement Thursday, said it did not participate in the two-day exercise two days after top Iranian officials had said India requested to join the drill. The drill, which began Tuesday, aimed to secure collective security in the region, according to Iranian officials, besides securing maritime trade and fighting piracy and maritime terrorism. It was the second major naval exercise between Tehran and Moscow since December 2019, when the two countries, along with China, held a four-day maritime drill in southeastern Iran, end quote. Well, the James Foundation for Global Research and Analysis reported on the reasons behind the increased naval activity in both the Indian Ocean and also the Caspian Sea, which uh, both Iran and Russia border. We read, Moscow is alarmed by the expansion of Turkish influence in the Caspian region, most immediately by Turkey's enthusiasm for a trans-Caspian natural gas pipeline, something that could undercut Russia's ability to dominate that market. Moscow has not limited its actions in the Caspian to its own forces. In recent weeks, it held two exercises with Iranian ships in the central and southern portions of the sea, where most of the hydrocarbon fields and energy infrastructure between Turkmenistan and Azerbaijan exist. It has been able to do so because Tehran is at least as worried about the implications of growing Turkish influence in the region as Moscow is, end quote. So the goal is to contain Turkish influence in the region. Now, this is fascinating as it is against Turkey, the hymn of Daniel chapter 11, that Russia is to come. We read in Daniel 11:40, at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him. Now, this was accomplished by Britain in 1917 when it pushed the Ottoman Turks out of the Holy Land. It continues, and the king of the north shall come against him, still Turkey, like a whirlwind, with chariots and horsemen and many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and overflow and pass over. Well, not only this, but the Jamestown Foundation also pointed out that Iran is becoming Russia's delegate in the Gulf, and it is arming it with ships. We read, in a new Vizgliad commentary, Moscow's security analyst, Alexander Timokin writes that, from many points of view, the current moment seems propitious for such cooperation. Moscow could provide Iran not only with important components for its navy, but also, if Tehran was interested, with Finnish ships. Iran has already purchased three Russian-produced submarines and thus has experience with Russian navy yards. He focuses on the advantages that a larger Iranian navy would give Russia in the Persian Gulf and the Indian Ocean, allowing Moscow to delegate to the Iranians part of the task of containing the U.S. that, crudely speaking, the Russian navy does not have sufficient strength to do so on its own. But it seems clear that the Russian analyst is also interested in seeing Iran develop its naval presence, albeit within limits, northward. Moscow would like the Iranian fleet there to be strong enough to help Russia contain Turkey, but not so strong as to be a, in a position to promote Tehran's plan for expanded Iranian empire, including Armenia, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and other areas.
to its north, end quote. This is absolutely fascinating. Russia is delegating to the Iranians to be a counterbalance to America in the region. After all, Ezekiel describes Iran or Persia as being with thee, that is Gog, the prince of Rosh or Russia. Ezekiel outlines the role the Russians have in preparing those that are assembling to it. We read this in verse 7. Be thou prepared, prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Now this is precisely what Russia is doing with Iran, preparing and arming it for future conflict. But it's also arming it with ships, which speaks to Daniel's prophecy. Daniel chapter 11, verse 40. The king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. So it is with ships and submarines that Russia is arming Iran. Now, another developing angle is the discussion to build a canal from the Caspian Sea to the Persian Gulf, as Jamestown reports. We read the revival of talk about an even more gigantic project involving Russia and Iran, the possibility of constructing a 7,200-kilometer-long canal across Iran that would carry cargo and allow for the movement of ships between the Caspian and the Persian Gulf. This would allow Russia closer access to insert its ships into the Gulf. Well, counterbalancing the Russian-Iranian alliance are the Israelis and the Saudis. The scripture identify the Saudis as protesters to the future invasion, along with the Tarshish nations. We read in Ezekiel 38 verse 13, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, and that's the invader, Gog, art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Well, the Arabian Peninsula contains the historical regions of Sheba and Dedan. Dedan equates with Saudi Arabia and Sheba with Yemen. When Israeli refugees flee the coming invasion, they will spill over into Saudi Arabia, as we read in Isaiah 21, verse 13. The burden upon Arabia, in the forests of Arabia shall ye lodge, O ye traveling companies of Dedanim. The inhabitants of the land of Tema brought water to him that was thirsty. They prevented or assisted with their bread him that fled, for they fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the grievousness of war. So the future Israeli refugees will flee to the area of Saudi Arabia, or Dedan, and it is one of the protesters, that is Saudi Arabia, against the Russian-Iranian invasion. So one can look for the growing alliance between the two countries, between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Well, Biden's new policies are encouraging this alliance through their negative impact on the region. There has been a growing rift between the Gulf states and America since Biden took office. The Times of Israel reported on February 6, U.S. President Joe Biden is quickly, if subtly, rebalancing U.S. priorities in the Middle East, walking back his predecessors all-encompassing a brace for Saudi Arabia and Israel while seeking diplomacy with Iran. Two weeks into his presidency, Biden on Thursday announced an end to U.S. support for Saudi military campaigns in Yemen, which he said has created a humanitarian and strategic catastrophe, end quote. So the American rift with Saudi Arabia is in the open. Biden made clear his position in an interview with Univision. I spoke yesterday with the king, not the prince, 
made it clear to him that the rules are changing and we're going to be announcing significant changes today and on Monday. We are going to hold them accountable for human rights abuses and we're going to make sure that they, in fact, and if they want to deal with us, they have to deal with it in a way that human rights abuses are dealt with. And we're trying to do that across the world, but particularly here. So this week, the Times of Israel reported on the growing security alliance between Israel and Saudi Arabia. We read, senior Israeli and Saudi officials recently held several phone calls to discuss the Biden administration's plan to rejoin the Iran nuclear deal, Israeli television reported Tuesday. During the conversations, the Saudi expressed concern over the new U.S. administration and lamented its focus on human rights violations in the kingdom, according to the Cannes Public Broadcaster. Israel has no diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia, but has maintained long, clandestine ties that have strengthened in recent years, as the two countries have confronted a shared threat in Iran. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was reported to meet with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in the Red Sea city of Neom on November 22nd, along with the then U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, end quote. While well, Israel and the Arab states are moving to form a defense alliance, a move that is being prompted by America's changing role in the Middle East, Israel's I-24 News reported Jerusalem is currently in talks with the kingdoms of Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates in establishing a four-nation defense alliance, according to the exclusive I-24 News report. The reported defense alliance talks likely come in response to the growing Iranian threat in the region, specifically regarding its budding nuclear program, along with its expanding influence in the Middle East with countries like Syria and Iraq. News of the reported talks comes as the new Biden administration sends signals to Tehran and world powers that it's ready to rejoin the 2015 Iranian nuclear deal, brokered by former President Barack Obama, which Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vehemently opposed at the time. End quote. Well, yesterday, the Chinese publication CGTN ran an article under the headline, The Middle Eastern NATO is Coming, where it stated, The relations between Israel, Saudi Arabia, then the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain have become closer. According to some reports, these four states are in the midst of negotiations to establish a four-nation defense security alliance, although there are still some obstacles to the establishment of the new security alliance. The closer ties between Israel and the Gulf states suggest a new beginning for Middle Eastern geopolitics. The geopolitics in the Middle East transformed significantly in the past decade. The rise of Iran and the decline of Arab powers changed the landscape and led to closer ties between Israel and the Arab world. Talks and contacts between Israel and Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Bahrain become widely, became widely noticed. In the second half of 2020, the UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco normalized their ties with Israel. 
Both Israel and the Gulf states share their concerns and worries towards Iran's regional influence, and Iran's rising power becomes a major driving force for the formation of a regional alliance between Israel and the Gulf states. Another driving force for forming the alliance is the U.S.'s Middle East policy. Joe Biden's Middle Eastern policies have led to worries and dissatisfaction from Israel and some Gulf states. They perceive Biden's hope to contact Iran and lift sanctions against the country imposed by the former President uh, Trump administration as U.S. concessions to Iran. The possible formation of regional security and political alliances might lead to a more intensive regional rivalry in the Middle East. A Middle Eastern NATO might take shape, but it will not be led by the U.S., which would leave Biden a narrower space to balance Washington's policies with Iran and its Middle Eastern allies." End quote. Well, the picture offered by Ezekiel 38 of a southern confederacy of nations protesting Iran and Russia's invasion of Israel is coming clearly into position. So take your places, everyone. The greatest struggle in the history of mankind is about to begin. We read in Revelation 16:15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. For the Bible in the news, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.